0: Joe, and you're listening to Tears from the Press Box. I am here with my co-host, as always. What's up, everybody? Brennan
1: Tassif here with you.
0: Yes. So as customary, we will do the kickoff, which is where where we discuss some big, big topics in some of the big sports. And then we'll get into the quick hits, some uh, needling, get into a little bit more minute Things. Not a lot to get into today, really. We might actually make it quick. Um, and then off to the press conference where we oh, sorry, then the walk-off where Brennan cries and I vamp for a bit, and then the press conference where uh we get into the nitty-gritty, which is getting you guys to try to buy things and find us in certain places. So, without further ado, the kickoff, ready to return the opening kickoff, perfect way to kick. Brennan. Yes. Uh, This is where you tell me I was right all along. I've never been wrong about anything in the world. Uh, I'm obviously referring to the Eastern Conference Finals, where Milwaukee... Eastern Conference Finals, baby. Where Milwaukee has a 2-1 lead over the Atlanta Hawks. Brennan, uh, I believe all three games of played since we last recorded so what have you seen from this series and this most recent game that you'd like to talk about
1: all right we're talking bucks hawks um and i'm going to reference it a little later in my walk-off but the trey young injury uh i devastating. don't want to talk about that devastating, but... Can I say... Sorry um, to interrupt you. You just, you just tapped into something. No, I'm about something. to go on a, the whole Chris Middleton thing. Go
0: go um, ahead. What do you got? Uh, you just tapped into something that was bugging me watching the game last night. Uh, Marv Albert and Reggie Miller got to do a better job of painting the, the full scope of the game. They kept harping on this Trey Young injury. Trey Young wasn't going to help them defensively when Middleton f- outscored the team by himself. Okay? So you can't
1: blame all of it on that... That tweaked ankle. I, I just don't no, like Actually, that. I'm not gonna. I agree with you. You can't blame it all on that. Um, I thought it was interesting though, uh, and this is something that we're going to talk about a little bit later in this segment. But the the playoffs, not only the playoffs, but the NBA season this past year and in the bubble, it's. I don't know if this is a trend that's just recent because of the three point shooting, or if this is something that's always happened. I just haven't been paying enough attention. But this whole like the Hawks at home up by 15 at one point. Um, They were mainly up by like five to eight, almost the entire game. And then Chris Middleton just starts to go off and Trey goes cold. And you can argue it's because he stepped on the ref and twisted his ankle and like had to go back in the locker room and then come back out. That doesn't
0: account for the 18 other players on
1: their team. That's my issue with that. Everybody on their team went cold. Okay. So only nine guys, um, only nine guys played. Uh, them missing Hunter and Bogdanovich playing on one leg is very, it hurts them a lot, especially because DeAndre Hunter was was going to be the guy guarding Chris Middleton. Huh? I think uh, Bogdanovich looked pretty healthy in that game. I know, but he, he, he does have a messed up knee. Mm, Um, And 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 I think DeAndre Hunter would be the one who was guarding Chris Middleton. I don't hear us talking about
0: that anymore. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's my thing. It's like everybody's hurt at this point. I was about to say the, the Bucks don't yeah, have DiVincenzo right now. Like, I just. That's what
1: I, that's a, I always do say that too. I always say, every so is everybody else. Yeah, so everybody's I can't heard really this point. argue that. Giannis I just went think, into yesterday's game with a leg I, injury. Like, Yeah, and I don't think so. I think Giannis is playing out of his mind. Yeah. Um, in a way that like a lot of people, I, I don't think a lot of people saw this coming because I they kind of got bounced early the last couple of years. You did. Um, Drew holiday is playing well, especially on the defensive end. Yeah. Um, yes. I game for Chris Middleton bad. last night. I mean, we'll timestamp it, but Chris Middleton played really well and you could argue that bucks could be up three, three zero, two. They, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Cause they, they should have, they barely lost that. First game, so I think the Hawks are in serious trouble. Um, they have a lot of offensive weapons, so I think that they can hang. Obviously, no one expects the Bucks to score more than like a hundred points a game, but I think if Did the you Bucks are going to keep two? playing this way, yeah,
0: when they no, scored one hundred twenty-five,
1: yeah, I, I knew you were going to make that. I am saying at the, half. the way the Bucks are designed, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. The way the Bucks are designed, you don't expect them to score more than hundred points. If you can score one hundred and fifteen, you should. You should realistically win the game. Uh, that Chris Middleton thing's not going to happen two more times. It might happen one more time. It will not happen two more times. He's streaky. That's why he is not um, considered an elite superstar because he has games where he plays like that, and then he has games where you forget he's on the court. So
0: uh, I won't say. I won't say it's uh, it's going to be a rarity. Now, if you remember last week, I called this series in five, but I said six because I like the moxie of the Hawks. If the Hawks are going to be hampered by injury, um, I can't see this going beyond five. But no, Chris Middleton has proven himself to be this caliber of player now. Uh, I don't know why he, the first two games... I don't know what was going on there, but he showed flat even flashes. He showed a long stretches of this in the last series and in the first series. So I can see him du- not duplicating 20 points in the fourth quarter, but having a relatively good game. I, I pencil him in for 20 to 25 every game. I, he should not get less than that to me. First two games. I think he only had 15 a piece, but he should not have less than that to me.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you on that. And it's interesting, too, because the Milwaukee Bucks have definitely found found their team. They only played eight guys um, and Portis only played 17 minutes and he was the lowest in the minute as far as the minutes, which I also thought was interesting how going into the playoffs, you always want to say you want to have at least, you know, nine, maybe 10 guys um, as a rotation because people get hurt and everything like that. But now with us being in the conference finals, a lot of, some of those guys are hurt. So the bucks only played, uh, eight, the Hawks only played nine. Um, Ogangu only got nine minutes. So I don't even know if you want to count that. Also, no, another count, interesting thing were, that I did see was a
0: tough. Nine minutes.
1: Yeah. Those were, those um, nine minutes. Right Forbes there. only went one of six. Benny Forbes. Bryn Forbes. You oh, Benny? Bryn Forbes?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I,
1: Benny. I thought it was Benny. Bryn Forbes. Benny Brin Forbes. Bryn Forbes only went one of six. And you can't, like, I mean, I know he only played seven minutes, but you're taking six shots. First of all, you're taking six shots in seven minutes, and then you're going to go one from four from three-point land. Well, like, tough shots. Uh, tough shots. I
0: just, He's a yeah, good
1: shooter. That's it's true. Tough and shots. I also, that, okay. I'm glad you brought that up, saying tough shots. That triggered something in my head. Middleton... Was playing out of his mind like we said, but he also was getting great looks. So the Hawks need to figure out what they want to do as far as the switch and the the high ball screen. Uh, can okay. I point out one That's thing I that I I
0: despised from the Hawks, and I don't know if this is a this is a new thing. Um, it, it, I've seen this lesson. Well, I can't even say that because the Clippers executed this well, and I'll talk about that um, when we talk about that game, but. So Giannis had two fouls in the, the first shimmy? quarter. No, not the shimmy. Giannis had two fouls in the first quarter. And he didn't get like another foul until like the fourth quarter. I don't know why they didn't immediately attack him as soon as he got back in. Because you know who did yep. do that? Yep. The Bucks. John Collins got two fouls. Yep. Once he got back in, they got him his third. He got back in. They got him his fourth. They got him his fifth. They made sure he was off the floor because of foul trouble. I don't know why the Hawks
1: didn't just attack Giannis more at that point. It was insane to me. Yeah, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, also, especially like a guy like Trey, who we've talked about before, where he's unafraid, um, He's he, he'll he go into the paint. I mean, obviously you don't want him in the post or in the paint or anything like that with Giannis because he's six feet tall. But nope, he's aggressive when it comes to Giannis. So I don't understand like everyone on that team can attack him. I don't understand why they would like hang back almost as if like, I understand that might not be their style, but still at the same time you have to make adjustments. It's the, it's the Eastern conference finals.
0: Or if anything, I mean, there were a couple of times where Giannis made him at the three point line. He, he did it to other people, get him in the air and then jump into him. I don't see why he didn't use that as a weapon. Even though I hate watching. Yeah.
1: Him. Yeah. That jump. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. shit. You are correct.
0: Itself is the most ugliest thing ever. But the most ugliest, you heard
1: it here first. Is
0: this the game? No, this is not the game. The other game is where I saw your tweet come out about the fouling in the late game situation. So we're shifting over to the Phoenix Clippers series. Brennan, what's the word i uh looking for? I'll do. I can do this whole thing. What? <laughs> not, I can do this whole what what are you looking County? for?
1: <laughs> Phoenix on LA Clippers. Phoenix wins eighty four to eighty. Um, this seems like it should be a fucking. Enlighten. Bucks game.
0: That's what I was looking for. Enlighten uh, the the listeners into your tweet. And that oh, might be tweet. the launching point.
1: So one of the reasons why I do not like to watch college basketball is because if it is a close game, they play this this foul this back and forth ping pong foul thing just hoping other guys, the hoping guys are going to miss foul shots. And I get it. It's strategic. It makes sense, but it is miserable to watch. It does not happen. I didn't think it happened as often in the NBA because they're professionals. They can go up and down the court. They understand everyone is a pretty good foul shooter, free throw shooter in the NBA. But if you are facing a team that has a poor free throw shooter, then you want to foul them. You want them to get the ball and try and foul them. Um, So in the last, I think it was minute 37 of this game, uh, the Clippers came back. um, It was a very close game. And then they just went back and forth with fouls. And I said, I thought this dookie ass foul shit was only for college, not for the Um, NBA.
0: You put more time on it. dookie. I put
1: dookie in my tweet.
0: Not that you put more time on it. It started at the 13 second mark of game time. I just pulled up the play. I pulled out the play-by-play. The first of like the string of late-game fouls
1: started at thirteen point two. Oh, okay. Well, then it just felt like it was at a minute thirty-seven. <laughs> I, I maybe when did Booker foul out? Was that at a minute thirty-seven? Booker fouled down. I remember looking down and seeing a minute thirty-seven, being like, "Oh, that's important." Booker, Vamp. Maybe it was when Booker fouled out. Also, them not, huh? Vamp okay while joe is looking this up i'm gonna talk on the microphones so super interesting um booker fouled out of one i'm sorry i was close all right whatever fucking i don't know why 137 sticking out in my head but booker fouled out um chris paul uh i think he needs a, a couple more games to get back into rhythm I don't think Kawhi is coming back, which is something that you had. You had that. Uh, yeah, I did not. not I thought back. maybe it was tweaked and he'd be back for the end of the series. He's not coming back. He ain't coming um, back. That's just Kawhi being Kawhi, though. That's as they not say. not Kawhi, don't um, do that. We got to
0: stop doing that to this guy. He's had a knee injury since he was in San Antonio. He's been basically I know, that's why he left. maintaining it since leaving San Antonio in uh, Toronto, now in. Uh, Los Angeles, and it got tweaked. Uh, it's an ACL. It's a we can't say this is Kawhi being Kawhi. This is a, it's a potential ACL tear, and it's most likely that than a sprain at this point because he's probably definitely not coming back. So we we, we can't uh, we can't destroy
1: his character when it's a legitimate injury. No, you're right. You're 100 percent right. uh One thing that I did love about this game, like I said, Chris Paul's gonna get back into rhythm. Uh, Devin Booker. Playing uh, without the mask, but he still is, you know, suffering the effects of that broken nose. So obviously, you know, the Clippers aren't at 100% because they don't have Kawhi, but the Phoenix Suns aren't at 100% either. Nobody's at 100% right now except, I think, uh, the. Um, Not Milwaukee. Bucks. But. um, David Kenzo. I wanted to point this out. Oh, yeah. I wanted to point this out. This is something very interesting to me. So the game leaders for points, rebounds, and assists for the Phoenix Suns, it's three different people Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and then Chris Paul. Guess who it is? For uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. Paul George, Paul George, Paul George. It's Paul George. All three categories is Paul George. You're not going to win games without having other role players step up. I know Kawhi's not there, but you need other people. Where's Jackson? Where's Batum? Where are these guys?
0: Uh, They're there, but Paul George... He's put him he's put the Superman cape on and I gotta say, as much flack as I know we've given him and uh, the national media and Twitter and everybody's given him, man, I feel bad for that guy. I'm not gonna lie. When he missed the two free throws in game two. Really? When he missed the two free throws, like yeah. it's like, uh, you're alone and everybody's about to shit talk Like you one, you should have made the free Everyone throw. Everyone hates you. But everybody's about to shit like, not even people that everybody hates you. People that don't root for the Clippers, people that don't root for the Suns, they're coming out to make fun of you just because that's what we do now. We come to make fun of you, my guy. Uh and then he had another couple of missed free throws in this most recent game, and it's like Man, that is the lo- the loneliest place to be is at the free throw line with the game close, late, and everybody is looking. All eyes on you, and I mean, it's a make or miss league, and it's it's all happenstance. Yeah. It's all happenstance. Mm-hmm. Technique, form. This is he, he made like eighty percent of his free throws, and the couple he missed were just happened to be the most important. If he would have missed those at the yeah. front of the game and made the, those other ones at the
1: end of the game, the whole narrative is flipped. So I also want to bring this up. Patrick Beverly played 34 minutes, only had four shot attempts in 34 minutes.
0: Patrick Beverly's not there to put up shot attempts, man. He's I know, there, but I'm he's just there to just, break uh, Booker's nose. That's what he's there for. <laughs> the, yeah, no, no he's there you're right. But the to difference, fuck up Russell Westbrook's it's so knee astounding to see and
1: break Booker's nose. That's notes. fucking Ben Simmons' territory. The 34 minutes and only taking four shots. Well, um, that lets you also know. Also, Demarcus ben Cousins Simmons. did not play. Yeah, that's true. Demarcus Cousins did not play. Was not a healthy scratch, but just didn't play.
0: Yeah, he didn't play a full minute. It looks like he got a free throw in. I don't remember how that happened, but. I mean,
1: yeah. DeMarcus, Boogie, I have no idea Boogie's either. Not a, but, um,
0: he's not an integral part of the team. Boogie's a liability against DeAndre Ayton. I wouldn't say he's a well, liability. I think DeAndre's oh, just
1: too athletic for him. Yeah, I, was, I wouldn't say he's a
0: liability. Did you see says, that Aliyub? That wasn't Boogie's fault.
1: Boogie wasn't guarding him. Yeah, but he had his back to the baseline. but he wasn't guarding him. <laughs> yeah, he was.
0: Brennan Brennan's completely forgotten. <laughs> uh, uh, quick update, folks. Brennan spent like eight days in New York and he's forgotten everything. Uh, Boogie was guarding the out I've not of bounds. Forgotten everything. Boogie was guarding Jake Crowder on the out of bounds. Zubak was on Deandre Aiden and Batum was on Devin Booker. You can look it up. I got, I got memory, baby. Oh, I'm, I'm looking it up. I can tell you how the play played out. Uh, now what happened, the issue was. No 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 no, but, 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 but. no, 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 no. The issue is Boogie didn't cover was covering the three-point line instead of shading over to the basket on the inbound, which That's gave okay. Jay Crowder that, I remember it was uh, I remember it was look.
1: something horrific. Yeah, it gave Jay Crowder an open. Yeah. Look. But so, the problem okay.
0: was it was now we call it the Steph Curry effect, but it's just the superstar player effect. Everybody thought that Booker was getting the ball. So that's why he shaded the three point line. He thinks Booker is going to pop out. That's why Batum that's why, okay. doesn't sh- uh, flash yeah, on Yeah, I'm Aiden watching it right now. Because he's watching Booker. He won't let Booker go. Yeah, and he's then not. Booker, he sets to be to the Booker sets a screen for Zubac. Booker sets a screen which, for Zubak, which opens it up for DeAndre Aiden. So everybody was such in fear that Booker was going to make the shot that ended them, that they left the fucking hoop wide open.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's why I had a problem because I heard a bunch of people. I didn't actually see it in real time, but I heard a bunch of people talking about Boogie made this huge error. Boogie made this huge error. So I assumed he was on DeAndre and then no. DeAndre just got over him.
0: And hey, I wouldn't say he made an error. I'd say the coaching probably, everybody probably said, don't let Devin get the ball. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so yeah, that's why that yeah, That makes the most sense. What do you got? You got I got Phoenix and uh Phoenix and six. What are you thinking? Um
0: I think Phoenix ends it tonight. Three one. And then I've got Milwaukee and uh
1: tonight. Milwaukee's gonna I think Milwaukee's gonna roll the rest of the way on this one.
0: Yeah. We're gonna have a four one, four one situation. Um so yeah. Who yeah. you got who All right. you we are, got we are in agreement. With those two teams set in our minds Phoenix. You know, thinks it happened.
1: Phoenix? Phoenix. Wow. Phoenix. All right. Phoenix and six.
0: You're already here first, folks. Uh I have the bucks. So
1: lots of money on Phoenix and Six on my so, end. That's what's yeah. gonna happen.
0: Do we wanna put up uh do we wanna put up our steak dinner? Uh run that back from uh that series where the lightning I cheated. already got
1: you I already got you double or nothing, <laughs> bruh. So we're doubling up on that with this one. You want to go double or nothing again? Because we have got double or nothing. Remember on um, next season the quarterback thing. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. What, what
0: that was Gar- it? Oh yeah, Gardner. If he like, like, will, will
1: will be promoted as Gardner Mitchell will be promoted to starter. In four. It, it had
0: well, he has to start four games. I believe it was. He has to start at least four games.
1: Okay. Um,
0: hmm. Do we double it? Yeah, let that. Do you want to do this another one? Sooner, this one's sooner. So let's double it here and then. Okay. We'll double or on nothing the outcome, on this one. We'll see what it is for Gardner. Okay. I can't be paying okay. that many Got state it. dinners, especially
1: with the state you're moving to. Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. Hey, Moving on. I wanted to ask you about this. Oh. I didn't want to ask you. Do you want to ask me about what now? No, no, no. Go ahead. That's no, what no, I was. To, I nope. forgot we were doing the I, I transitions. Stopped.
0: I stopped. Did you want to nope. ask me about window?
1: Nope, that. nope. <laughs> you want to ask me about
0: window?
1: No, you brought up the cheating, and I was going to ask you. Did you honest? Do you honestly think that Tampa Bay is not a worthy opponent? Oh, okay. Transition. Yeah.
0: Um. So on to That's the why NHL. <laughs> well, you could have waited for the music to play. Uh, on to the NHL. I forgot. Where uh the tab we are now at the Stanley Cup finals, folks. Uh game one begins final. tonight. Final. Whatever. Stanley Cup final.
1: Uh, NBA finals. Game one is tonight. I don't know why people give a shit about it. I don't you know. Fucking you fucking hockey fans. You say that and you just did it to me. But um, I know. I'm a hypocrite. What can I the say? The
0: Super Bowl, not the Super Bowls. Um the World Series, not the World
1: Series. Targets. Seasons. not Target. Um <laughs> Just start saying everything our aunts and grandmothers said wrong. Go to the Walmarts of um, the CVSs. Um
0: Tampa Bay in a game seven beat the Islanders. Uh Hell yeah. But before that the Islanders forced it to a game seven, Brennan. As I told you, Barry Trotz wasn't going away easy. I mean, just saying.
1: But Yeah, you did tell me that. You did have that. Tampa Bay,
0: Vassile point. Stamkos, the Cheating Squad—I call them the Cheaters. Um, They move on to the World to the Stanley Cup Final, and uh, in breaking news, folks, sad, sad outcome here. Uh, Sky—I still don't think Sky stopped crying um, since Vegas lost to Montreal, which was one of the biggest upsets this year. Montreal was number four in the North bracket. Vegas was—I believe Vegas was number two behind the Avalanche, but um, I thought the winner of the Avalanche Vegas series was going to go on and I was wrong. In six games, Montreal put an end to that with a goal in overtime of game six. Um, so, we have the Tampa Bay team Lightning versus the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Brennan, I think I know who you have, but I have Perhaps. to ask a question for journalists. Tampa Bay! okay there we go uh,
1: <laughs> lightning too much they got too much fucking too much firepower too much guys coming, coming in from the back line the
0: reserve who didn't between... play the entire season or miss more than 20 <laughs> plus games
1: first of all first of all Web. Web. now go ahead what, what do you it? want to say about the, the lightning I was just going to say Kucherov coming in um, coming from the back line and Braden point he's playing out of his mind um we still have the one of the best defensive men in the entire uh, NHL, defenseman. especially when it comes to assist at Victor Hedman. Def, defensive men. Def, defenseman. <laughs> what did I say? defenseman? Um And Vasilevsky. I will never forget when they put in Vassi I b- brought this up before. They put in Vassi over Ben Bishop, and I was like, what the fuck are they doing? And then he played really, really well. And then the next season they traded Ben Bishop, I believe it was to Dallas, and now... Vassy in the last three seasons has been playing out of his mind. So I I love it. I love it. I love to see it.
0: Yeah, um against all that I I I want to do, I want to pick against Tampa, but there's no way I can pick Montreal. It's just not in me, so I know more Tampa Bay Lightning fans, so I'll go with Tampa Bay begrudgingly, even though they cheated. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll be rooting
1: for the lightning. This is also something I did want to bring up. again, you didn't want to bring up, but you bring it up. Lord knows you will. No, I did. I did want to bring up. Oh, okay. So Tyler Johnson, um, TJ was three or four years ago. I think it was his rookie, rookie season. Um, this is when I was really into the lightning and I was living with that roommate where we would watch every single game. And I remember watching Tyler Johnson and thinking like, man, this guy's going to be something like he's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. And I think he he's played OK, but he is not the player. I, I thought he was going to be like Braden Point. Like, I thought that's mm-hmm. how he how good he was going to be. I thought he was going to be Stamkos' replacement, and he has not been that at all. Wow. What do you think that is? I, I what do you don't know if you have any to. opinion about that, but I know. I, no I, I don't know. I think. I think maybe, okay, so it wasn't his rookie year. He would have been a couple years in when I first saw him about five years ago. God, I'm getting old. I thought it was three years ago. That was five years ago when I lived with that roommate. Um, So he was only a few years in. I think maybe it's a lot of uh, undue pressure. Uh, when you come in, you play the same position as Steven Stamkos, who is the captain. He's been like the heart of that team forever. And then you're looked at as the expected replacement for him. I think well, it was just a lot of pressure and he just...
0: Well, do you think that uh because he was looked at as the replacement and he hasn't replaced him. He's still there. So like that 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 uh it's kind of like um Montana Steve Young, not until he gets the team to himself can he really flourish. Like he's just gonna be behind him yeah. at all times.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. The funny thing is though, he's not that much younger than Stamco. So he's only been he's been in the NHL about four or five years less but they're, they're only like a year or two apart because the Stamkos was taken at such a young age. So um, I, I don't know. So it couldn't have been that. I don't I just, I honestly, when I used to watch him, I was like, oh, this is like mini Stamkos. Even, again, even though they're almost the same age, but I just, I don't think he's really <clears throat> matriculated in that. Karen will shoot me a message. Let me know if I'm totally fucked with my yeah. logic here. But I, I just honestly, I, I don't think he's panned out the way we wanted him to because we've well, we I mean, trying to trade him all year.
0: Who cares when Stamkos can take 20 games off and then come back? Oh, injury. Moving on. (laughs) That is all we got for hockey. Hockey is near its end. It's at the final. So.
1: I know. Brennan. That is the weird thing. When all these these big games are coming to an end, or all these big seasons are coming to an end, it gives us less to talk about. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Spent 20 minutes
0: on uh the out of bounds play by the the the, the Suns.
1: <laughs> hey, got to got to got to get to that hour, man. Got to break it down. Got to break it down.
0: Uh big huge news, so huge that huge, uh, huge and not huge at the same time. Um I don't know if it's because my Oh, I disagree. Cycles. Oh, let me explain my opinion. I don't know if it's because my viewing habits and because the Euro 2020s are on right now, um, which France lost today. Oh, that's way. where you're going. It's okay. I do agree. I'm sorry, um, I jumped you on that. You, 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 you jumped down my throat. Didn't even let me get the words out. Uh because the Euro 2020s. Because Euro 2020s are on, I feel like this story has did not get the exposure I thought it would, um, because the midday shows for ESPN are not on currently. So your PTIs around the horn, highly questionables, uh, NFL lives. None of those are currently on. So when Carl Nassib, uh, came out to the world on Instagram saying that he's gay, he is, he's not open. He's not newly openly gay. He's obviously openly gay before, but newly to the masses. Um, I thought this would have been bigger news, but it kind of came and went, which I, Feels progressive. Feels like we've progressed a lot further than we thought we would because it kind of came and went. But um, Brennan, what were your thoughts when this news broke? Um, So I do
1: agree with you on the fact that it wasn't talked about as much um, as I thought it would be. Uh, I've got Munich Himes actually did a really good uh excuse me segment on it i saw that on twitter uh, got choked up a little bit it was pretty emotional mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna be very frank and very honest with what i'm about to say and i hope it doesn't come back as any kind of backlash i am incredibly happy um proud um full of just joy in my heart that uh carl was able to do this he felt comfortable doing it He's already spoken with his teammates about it. Obviously, they all knew what was going on. Um, I am incredibly anxious and uh, terrified um, for what's going to happen now. Mm -hmm. Um, And let me let me elaborate what I mean by that. It's not any of I I think I know what you mean. I think I know what you mean. Yeah. I understand as someone who played football for most of my adult life, um, up through college, I understand the basic, um, kind of, of mentality. <laughs> um, no, but what I, I need it to I kind know, of clarify because what go, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah. a lot of people are going to be upset with. So I want to, I want to kind of go into this is so now I I'm have scared. my 10,000 hours. I, don't know. I think, <laughs> I think you do know, um, <laughs> I think um, in general, football fans, and I'm speaking in generalities, but in general, football fans can be very obtuse, very short-sighted, very narrow-minded, very cut off from the rest of the world kind of people. I know that's not the case for everybody. It's not the case for every fan base. I just know the people who follow football. Um, I've been in those stadiums. I've been spit on. I've had beers thrown at me and I didn't even fucking play. And I had that shit happen. So I, I hope that a league run by ultra conservative white men. Um, and that really trickles out to the fan base. It's a lot of, you know, a lot of NASCAR fans or NFL fans too. So um, shouts out, Shou- yeah, shouts are, out to NASCAR, like NASCAR, but- NASCAR
0: sponsorship.
1: I just, um, I'm incredibly fearful for the backlash that Carl's going to face. And it won't be public. You're not going to hear about it. It's not going to be on ESPN. Everyone will praise him. And for good reason, for good fucking reason, they will praise him for what he did. And he has given a lot of people who, you know, want to play sports and want to do this stuff. But maybe they think they can't or they shouldn't because they're gay. He's given a yeah. lot of them hope, which I, hats off to him for that.
0: sports and are just scared yeah.
1: at the backlash. Scared, exactly. But... That fear comes from somewhere. Yeah. They are scared for a reason. And what he does, does give them a hope. And as we learned from Shawshank Redemption, hope in the end is the best thing. It's the best of things. But but they're fearful and afraid for a reason. The homophobia that runs rampant in locker rooms is not a myth. It's not a joke. Like it is, it is something that obviously his teammates knew about it. He said that before he came out to the world. Everyone was good with him. My thing is there's going, there is, I guarantee you, there are people in locker rooms who are not okay with it. And my fear is that there's also fans who are not okay with it. And that is what I'm fearful of is those people (laughs) lashing out at him. Not, not because it's going to be public and not because it's going to be blasted all over Twitter or anything. I'm more nervous for, for him just personally for him and for his life moving forward because some of these people can do fucking heinous shit, man. And some people, to quote Tom Segura, some people suck. And so that's, I, I hate the fact that he had to not say anything for the longest time and that people do live in fear. I hate that. But I'm also, I also get nervous when people do things like this because that's, bad shit can happen, man.
0: Um. So I have this, a similar fear to you, um, but- I do see the light at the end of the tunnel because for him to feel comfortable enough to do this, even knowing, I mean, yes, he's going to receive backlash from, if not people on other teams, maybe his own team, uh, fans, whatnot, but Jackie Robinson faced this shit. Uh, Not to say that they're one and the same, but somebody quote unquote had to be the first someone has to be the first someone has to to go first make people comfortable with it this is not the first time it's happened in fucking uh, professional sports it's the first time it's happening in the NFL I mean it's been in MLS it's been in the WNSL WNBA it's more uh, it's painted differently when it's women it's painted differently when it's soccer but the NFL where you're supposed to be quote unquote this manly uh Alpha, super that's alpha figure. That's what makes figure. me nervous. That. So, I think, I th- my, I think, um, I want to see how the rest of his career plays out. Because, if he's not, say, because he's on a team, he signed a new contract. If his contract ends with the Raiders, will he get another contract? Because that's going to determine anything, everything. Because when John Collins came out for the NBA, I think it's John or Jason, Jason Collins came out in the NBA, uh, he got signed to a team. He was well further along in his career. He got signed to one team. Uh, he got signed to the Celtics and then he never got signed again, but he was tw- near the tail end of his career. I believe he's a coach or his brother's a coach. He has a twin brother, so it's a little confusing. I don't remember which one. Is it John or Jason? Um, are on somebody's coaching staff. So, But we haven't had another gay NBA player since then. So is this going to open the yeah. door for this other the- people to feel, be comfortable, one? And is this going to... Our front offices not going to be scared because if front offices are front yeah. offices are still reticent to hire somebody knowing that they're openly gay, then that is the problem. That's the cycle you hope that is not continued. Fuck the fans. The fans are not going to say so something I, if they see him in the streets yeah. because he'll fucking deck them because he's no, a fucking DN. He's a giant. Man. Know, he's a big ass yeah. DN. All right. And if another player has an issue, you could see me on the field. But I want. I want to know I that it, front from, offices and coaches aren't going to shy yeah. away from somebody because of their sexual preference.
1: Yeah. And I think coming from, so this isn't the first time, this is the first time an NFL, a current NFL player on a roster with a contract has come out. Um, obviously, we all remember 2014, Michael Sam um, was the first openly gay player to be drafted, but he unfortunately did not make the team. Um, but that seemed almost like, I don't know if I'm going to get. I, sometimes I forget where the line is. Um, that almost seemed like a token pick that the Rams had to take. Almost mm-hmm. like it was the seventh round. It was like their third pick in the seventh round. It's almost like Adele called him was like, "You're you're fucking taking this guy um, because it's going to be horrible optics if he doesn't. If the if the SEC defensive player of the year doesn't get drafted, yeah, um, which so, is still so insane, by the way. So, exactly, exactly. Yeah, the so it's one of those pick. things where it's like. <laughs> The, but it's see, the, and the SEC. that's the thing. Is like, it's weird because, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, this guy, first of all, it's bananas to think the SEC player, co-defensive player of the year wouldn't get drafted. But now that he's gay, everyone's going to say that's why he wasn't drafted. So mm-hmm. it's almost like there was some ch- ch- chicanery that went on because they had three picks in the seventh round. Then he didn't end up making the team. So it was kind of weird. But then we never really heard because he, he wasn't able to get picked up anywhere. So... I think Carl Nassib as an established commodity in the NFL, he's a good player yes. for him to come out as openly gay. I think I agree with you in saying, I hope it it promotes a lot more change than, Oh, Hey, this guy who's openly gay is going to get drafted in the seventh round and not make a team. I think it's going to have a bigger impact because it's a higher profile player. Um, and I think, I hope you're right. in moving forward that this doesn't affect him as a player as far as front offices and stuff. But again, I just, I mean, shit, man, they won't even hire black guys as head coaches. I don't (laughs) think they're going to sign new contracts for, you know what I'm saying though? Like, no,
0: that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm rights
1: was 50 years ahead of gay rights and it's still like, you know what I mean? And they still don't have that in the NFL. So it's, Mm I I just I don't think that I don't think it's a it's not an accepting league. It's a narrow minded league. And that's kind of how I started this whole thing was I hope you're right. And I want to see the good in people. But I think he's going to be out of the league in three years because of this. Maybe not because of this. They'll find another reason. And then it just won't get talked about again.
0: Um, This could be the last word unless you have something else. I don't. I this is very funny. I have a I have a more uh, positive outlook on the league than you do because we're seeing yes okay there probably wasn't as many black hires as I've wanted to see but there are a lot more women getting hired in high ranking position high ranking positions on field positions position uh, coaches. The one lady, I'm not going to remember anybody's name because I don't remember anybody's name, really. Um, But she's the chief of staff uh, for Cleveland. You had another woman who uh, she, Ron Rivera, hired her. She was an assistant before, but now she's full-time on the staff. So there are incremental changes that are happening all around the league. It takes coaches with big cojones because the league has been so fucking uh, rigid for so long. But I think if he can get a next contract that lets you know where the line is moved, if you're going to allow fucking and the Raiders can't say anything, if you're going to allow racist ass Ricky incognito to keep signing to your team after what happened in Miami, you can't have no
1: issue with anything else. All right. That's the thing. (laughs) That's the thing that bothers me about it so much though, too, is that I understand violence. It's a violent sport and I'm not going to get into this whole debate about, um, Domestic violence and everything. I mean, it's not a debate. I'm not going to get into the whole conversation, I guess, discussion about that because that's a whole other issue. The thing is, it's interesting, if not ironic, they can be so open-minded about giving people second chances when it comes to horrible, despicable things. But when it comes to things that don't affect anyone else and people are just, whether it's a lifestyle or excuse me, not a lifestyle choice, but just your, your sexual orientation, um, or. You know, protesting something that you think is wrong doesn't affect anyone physically on the field ever. Doesn't affect anyone physically off the field, but you're going to use that as a stigma. Mainly I'm talking about Colin Kaepernick in this in this instance. I I, I did not bring his name. I didn't bring his name up. Just wanted that to be known. But I'm gonna bring it up because this shit this is what pisses me off. Greg, Greg Hardy almost killed his girlfriend. And that's they have a recording of that. And he got another job, and now he's fighting in the UFC. But my fear is that Carl Nassib is going to come out as gay and then not be able to find another job. And I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But I I don't think I am. And I I could be wrong, and you could just say, hey, Brennan, you're an idiot, but maybe my – I'm skeptical of people in general, so maybe that's my problem. But I don't – this is not going to be a hooray – for the movement of gay rights. I, I mean, it is, but it's not going to be in the eyes of the NFL. I don't think so. I do not think so. And that's that's all I'm going to say about that. Sorry, I was going to give you the last word until I thought of the column thing.
0: No, it's not. But I need to be
1: proud because solidarity, um, man.
0: Dang it. I'm kind of, I should have probably looked it up. But for those of you those listening, I just name? put my
1: right fist in the air, but Joe was looking at his phone looking. so he didn't catch it.
0: I saw it. I saw it. But I was trying to find out because he came out one in the middle of pride month but two it was also um he was given a donation to was it the tyler foundation um i can't remember the yeah. name of the found was it, is it the tyler the foundation? Kid in wisconsin
1: right the the young man in wisconsin who was beaten to death um i believe so so yeah
0: that was the um he was also making a d- large donation to that um double check the name on that uh because i do not remember uh, i got it
1: right here. Uh, Yeah, so he's gonna go ahead and uh, he made a hundred thousand. Yeah, match. Uh, oh wow! So Carl Nassib, uh, thanks NFL fans for uh, thanks the NFL for matching his hundred thousand dollar donation. <laughs> so um, he made the donation to the Trevor Project. Yeah, Trevor, so that was Trevor. the uh, yeah. I said Tyler the, Trevor Project. the Trevor Project. The Trevor Project.
0: All right. Well, speaking of stepping away from the game, uh, Brennan pretty much broke this news to me. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, we had more NFL topics. Um I was Brennan, not duped. <laughs> Brennan, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I actually got solid news this week for this once.
0: One. Uh Brennan broke this news to me, but Demarius Thomas is retiring from the NFL as a Denver Bronco. Brennan, how would you remember his career? It's
1: looks um, at his phone. If I'm not mistaken,
0: still checking for that email?
1: It, yeah, I'm still checking for that email. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> um, I'm going to remember his career as catching that pass from Tim Tebow to beat the Steelers in that playoff game. Really? That's where you go? Unless that wasn't this? Demarius Thomas.
0: That was Demarius Thomas, but that's where you going with this?
1: That's, that's what I remember. That's honestly, when I saw the news, I was just like, wasn't he the guy who caught that pass? Wow. Dude, I don't give a shit what you say about Tim Tebow. I don't like him either. I hope he gets cut from the Jags, and I can't wait till he gets cut. But I remember... These are the things I talk about with sports, why I love sports, slant. which I you need to go back and revisit that slant. I I'm not talking about, Te- take Tebow out of this. Okay. What right. I'm talking about is, I remember exactly where I was when that play happened, and I remember thinking, there's no way they're going to win this game. He caught the ball, broke one tackle, and took off, and I went, holy shit, they're going to win this fucking game. It's it's the Kawhi Leonard in Toronto game, you know what I mean? Yeah. Game uh, game winner, Hits the rim, hits the rim, hits the rim, falls in. I remember exactly where I was. I remember jumping up and screaming, this is why we play the game. This is why I love sports. <laughs> That's what I'll remember from him because take Tebow out of it. The fact that he caught that ball, it was a short slant. He shouldn't have gotten more than seven yards, breaks a tackle, and goes for the game-winning touchdown in the final seconds of the game. That's what I remember Demarius Thomas for.
0: All right. Am I a wordsmith or what, baby? I mean, you 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 extrapolated more words out of Demarius Thomas' career than I could. I could tell you that for sure. Uh, all I remember <laughs> from uh, Demarius Thomas' career is I believe he was out of USF um, and he was a part of the Thomas Thomas tandem, which I thought was one of the I, I thought they, they were going to win 18 <laughs> Super Bowls with Peyton Manning back there until Peyton Manning's arm became a, a twig. Um, but him and Julius Thomas yeah, they broke his lining neck. up. And uh, well, he broke his neck before he got to Denver. But uh, Demarius yeah, and true. Julius Thomas as the primary target Yeah, that's what the steroids, were for. Ty- yeah, yeah. Where the steroids were for. That were shipped to his wife, by the way. Um, Al Jazeera, you weren't yep. Um Yeah. Uh, I'll remember him and Julius Thomas being insane threats and Julius Thomas leaving and I was like this is a terrible idea and then he went to Jacksonville and I was like that's a terrible idea um so yeah
1: yeah it was actually um
0: didn't also even hear, didn't even react to the his mom sub
1: huh I waited on his mom a bunch his mom super sweet lady
0: nice Julius or Demers
1: yeah when he Julius, when oh, he signed with the Jags, um, I, I don't know if he bought his uh, house for his mom. I don't know the dynamic. I just knew that she lived right near um, the Outback that I worked at, so she would come in there all oh. the time. I'm assuming she lived in the super nice gated community that was right near the Outback, <laughs> and she would come in there all the time to eat. She's a super sweet lady. Blowing up um, her
0: spot. Dang. But that I also remember he signed a $100 million dollar
1: contract, <laughs> and... He signed a hundred million dollar contract. And, I was like, and Come on, on to the next topic. A, a uh, and Come
0: on. On to the next topic. Um, so Brennan, the NFL announced this week that they are going to allow full yep. throwbacks. That is a very, very uh I'm losing all my words today. Um <laughs> what was I gonna say? That's a very important point. To make, because as Brennan keeps looking at his email, um, it's not going to come the more you look at it. I'm listening. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: they're allowing full throwbacks, which means they're going to allow helmets, teams to helmets, wear helmets. helmets. Yes, big that's, thing. that's what I was going to. Uh, I was going to get there. You tr- could have helped me three minutes ago, but you're staring know, at your I, phone. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, they're to allow. Teams I'm expressing wear- <laughs> a very important email
1: from the uh, brokers in New York City about the apartment that my beautiful girlfriend and I applied for. Um, we sent out all the information for them this morning and I still haven't heard back. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. Sorry.
0: So like Brennan, the NFL, we've been waiting forever to see full unis back full throwback unis. Brennan, what throwback uni full sets are you most excited to see? That is not the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cause they don't have any good throwbacks.
1: Um, first of all, that, First, Jaguar is a fucking awesome throwback. Uh, second of all, Dang. the Tampa Bay Bucks, of course. Come on, man, so oh, orange, cream, school it. uniforms. I love that shit. You son of a bitch. What about you? That was mine. Hey, we're the same person. <laughs> you got Tampa Bay too, of course. Yeah, because was. I wasn't gonna. Pick, I can't figure the Eagles because can't figure our own teams so or the Oilers because I love that fucking baby blue.
0: Ooh, or just the Titans, so they can put the white helmets on. Just go back to the old. Oh Titans yeah, that's units. true too. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Still, that was the one. That's I'm, the one badass thing in Madden is you can adjust the helmets. Fuck the wheels. Yeah, Eagles. I know
0: that was really good. But that's my that's my biggest issue with the Titans. Uh, why why go to the Navy helmet? Everybody has a Navy. Nobody has a white helmet. I don't Everybody know. Everybody on I don't helmet. like it. So dumb. Um, I can't say the Chargers now that they wear pretty much what their throwbacks used to be. Now anyways. they wear
1: yeah.
0: Um, Tampa Bay went back. Well, Tampa Bay has creamsicles to go to. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. There's not a lot of throwbacks. I mean, some teams just have good unis. Giants. I like when it's written "Giant" on the side of the helmet. But that's really a sticker thing. You know who actually? Yeah, that was cool. You know who actually underrated throwback? Not even underrated, but the helmet's a big part of it. The Denver Broncos. When they, I've been so annoyed when they've been wearing the throwbacks. In I was gonna years. fucking say that. When they've been wearing to throwback in recent years with the Navy helmet, I like it with the light blue helmet way more. Yeah. So I can't wait to see the light blue helmet back. Yeah. All right, a, there we go. Uniform we talk.
1: It? We went from gay rights to <laughs> uniform talk.
0: And <laughs> yeah, we threw a little demerits, Thomas, and you, you, you subbed uh, Julius Thomas. I can't believe there, the, 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 you're it was, oh, some, of, some of his I mean, career playing quick with hit. another quick guy. Game <laughs> It was also coming out of USF. I don't know if you and mine that was part. one of the
1: I will remember. Every everyone remembers where they were well, when they saw took that the big moment. one. But I came out of he USF. He owns one of those moments. Hey, I mean, yeah, it's true. Uh, um, so all right, quick, I'll, quick
0: hits, quick. Yeah. Uh, I'll give Brennan more time to look at his email. By recapping this week in the WNBA, uh, that was a very, very highly contested game with LA Sparks and the Mystics. The Sparks are trying to get back to five hundred, which was, I mean, when they lost Candace Parker, uh, she went back to Chicago, her hometown of Chicago, um, this year. I didn't think they would fall off as much, but they've they've uh they've been slow to start. Neka Gumake has been on and off the court, uh, as well as Cheney. Um, but they're starting to round into form and pretty much figure theirself out. Um, spearheaded by head coach, Derek Fisher. And then uh, the constant back and forth, that is the Seattle and Las Vegas, the two premier teams, uh, honestly, in the WNBA this season, um, they had another big fight. Basically, uh, haymakers were thrown. Uh, the Vegas won by three in OT, the uh, Asia Wilson, Dropping to twenty-two points, Kelsey Gray twenty-one. Um, yeah, they were able to stop Seattle, even though Brianna Stewart dropped thirty-five on your head, thirty-five for your head top. Uh, but yeah, Brennan, question. Yes, uh, a lot of Olympic trials are going on right now. Uh, Shakari Johnson qualified for track and field. Katie Ledecky is doing her thing in the pool. Uh, Pat Forty's daughter. I don't. know. Do you know Pat Forty? You know you're aware of Pat Forty.
1: Yeah, why does that sound so familiar?
0: Uh, he wrote for Yahoo Sports, SI. He's a big time writer, basically. Um, but his daughter okay, is okay. Uh, that's why she swims at Stanford, and she qualified for the Olympics as well. Um, along Get with here, really? Simone Manuel. Yeah, so yeah, when yeah. are the
1: Olympics next year? Year after? No, nope, about like three weeks. They
0: come on about like three to four what? weeks. <laughs> yeah, uh, are you excited? Yes, at all? ladies
1: and gentlemen, this is a sports podcast. But I had no idea the Olympics were happening.
0: We could we could have played off as you were doing a bit. Could have played off,
1: but um, no. I'm going to be honest with the listeners. I have no interest in the Olympics. It's a fucking bunch of cheaters. I don't but care. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's a fucking bunch of cheaters. Settle down, there, buddy.
0: Now, are you not? Are you, the n- are you never is, excited as for the Olympics? someone who personally
1: knows, two gold medal Olympians. Wow. Personally, Goldified. I don't like... No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I'm super Do <laughs> you like how I did that? Um, yes, I grew up down the street from Phil Dahlhauser, uh, beach volleyball champion, world champion. And then also my older sister swam against Ryan Lochte uh, in really? high school. Ryan so, yeah. Lochte is from Florida? Uh, yeah. Yeah don't you see some of his antics? He's totally Florida man. You no, know um, I just said that it sounds about Yeah, of course. The Olympics, I love I love a few things in the Olympics. I love track and field because I love watching people run fucking fast as shit. I think that's so cool. Um <laughs> and then I also uh obviously like the weightlifting because as a power lifter myself, I think that's super cool. And I used to do um Olympic lifting, so I think that's badass. Um other than that, I'm I the swimming, it was cool when uh Phelps was doing it because he won all those Gold medals, but I'm just not. I'm not really into archery or anything like that. So <laughs> what about you? What are you looking forward to?
0: Um, Simone Biles, seeing if she could continue this streak of dominance in gymnastics. Hot, um, hot. Wait, Brand's how old is work. she? She's over
2: 21. Yeah,
0: she's right? she's like 20, 21, 23 hot. something like that.
1: Uh, hot. She's like <laughs> she's like hot. Is what she is. <laughs> Brandon, Jesus Christ. Um,
0: she's. Are you kidding me? She's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> don't need to be talking are we about not that, allowed to fine. say that are we not allowed to say I mean, that can you just can you appreciate her for, for her athletic achievements and not her beauty um, yeah that's you can boops. separate you the see, two, she's right? thicker than a snickers man I'm Did just you see saying that you can separate the bode two she to edit all of this is gonna get us pulled from it
1: <laughs> uh, I'm a comedian I'm allowed what to what was I gonna say
0: <laughs> move on. Uh Tank Johnson and uh I can't remember the buddy's name. Tank Johnson moved up about three two weight classes I think it was. Um Showtime boxing here in Atlanta at the right before Oh, we're moving the, on. Okay. Yeah, we're moving on. Uh you flustered me. I had no way to recover. Uh <laughs>
1: Uh, hey, Simone Biles flusters me, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: and that's the show. Uh, Tank Johnson. Tank Johnson? No, Tank <laughs> Davis. Man, he completely threw me off. Tank Davis uh went up Sorry. against I can't remember. Reset. His first Here we go. Match. Three, two, Miguel, one. Berrios. Um Berrios. Uh Tank went up a couple divisions to fight Berrios. Uh Tank knocked out Barrios in, I want to say it was the 11th round after knocking him down twice in the eighth. When he knocked him down twice in the eighth, I thought that was it. I thought he was going to come back and take him out one more time uh, to finish it. But he expended, expended a lot of energy and then Berrios uh, put up a good nine and 10. Um, they ended up just like standing in the middle of the ring, essentially not literally, but just trading blows back and forth. And Berrios gained a lot of respect for me and the commentators and everybody who was watching because after getting knocked out twice and looking like he did not know what area code he was in, let alone what building he was in. Um, he put on a, uh, he, he fought back well, but tank, was a little too much got to him in the 11th body shot took him out and the ref stepped in at the right time and saved that kid's life because one more blow might have been the end for him so, so yeah I should have made oh. that my walk off instead of using it there but yeah on to the walk off so Brennan could go take a cold shower walk-
1: All right, fuck that. All that Simone Biles talk. I'm going to the <laughs> show. I'm going to go to the show. <laughs> had a big show tonight. Last show in Jacksonville. Oh, uh, that's right. That is tonight. Nice.
0: Um, by
1: the time everyone here, I'll, I'll plug it later. Oh,
0: the walk off is where Walk-offs. we. When are you going to plug it? It's happening already. Right. Um, by the time most people hear it, it's already gone. Uh, I got a date on Wednesday. Oh, you have a, Oh, so this is the last one. Jackson, where's the one? Well, we'll get to it in the press conference. You're throwing me off my game. The walk-off is a short essay portion or where we rant about something that we are very passionate about. Brendan, I will allow you to go first. I will shut
2: up.
1: Shut up. All right, so a full disclosure to everybody listening. Unlike last week, I actually have something fully written out. It's actually a little long this week. But... um. I, it's not something to, that should get me emotional, but when I wrote it, I was cried a little bit. And then when I reread it, I cried a little bit. So I do apologize if I start to tear up. I don't know why I'm going to tear up. And those of you listening are going to be like, why is he tearing up? This isn't that sad. But anyway, here we go. My walk-off is called fears. I know I have referred to one of my favorite scenes in sports movie history in previous walk-offs. It comes about halfway through the football comedy, the replacements. And it's after the first loss, the replacement player suffered. Coach Jimmy McGinty, played by Gene Hackman, asks the players to disclose their fears to one another. After some funny banter back and forth, star quarterback Shane Falco, played by Keanu Reeves, says, quicksand. More banter ensues, but then Falco explains what he's talking about. You're playing, and you think everything is going fine, but then one thing goes wrong, and then another, and another. You try to fight back, but the harder you fight, the deeper you sink until you can't move, you can't breathe because now you're in over your head like quicksand. This seems like a forced emotional moment in a silly movie about replacement players in professional football, but it resonates with me on a totally personal level. It is to this day, the best way I can describe what it was like when I was in the throes of my active addiction. Everything I tried to accomplish was seemingly surrounded by my self-imposed quicksand. This topic of fear came to me for my walk-off, mainly because I'm starting to feel this way again. I am over three years sober. I have a steady job. I work out and my comedy career is going well, relatively speaking. Everything seems fantastic, but with my upcoming move to New York City hanging in the balance, I quickly discovered this past week that quicksand is still a very real thing and a harbinger of my biggest fear, which is being out of control. We can see it on full display throughout the course Oh, quicksand, we can see in full display throughout the course of a quarter, a game, a series, or even an entire season when it comes to sports. Most recently, we see this quicksand scenario playing out in the NBA postseason. LeBron playing hurt, Anthony Davis goes down, Booker moves up a level, and just like that, the Lakers are in over their heads. Another in-game example would be the Hawks-Bucks game three. With the Hawks leading most of the game at home and at some points by double digits, it was easy to think that this game was over. Then the Bucks start surging. Trey Young hurts his ankle as the main offensive weapon. His shots start failing to fall and Middleton transforms into KD in his prime. Next, we see an up-and-coming superstar in Trey Young try to fight back, but the harder he fought, the quicker they sunk until they too were in over their heads. Most athletes spend their entire careers and most of their lives living by a simple principle. If I work my ass off, combined with the talent and skill I possess, I can make great things happen. I can fix whatever is wrong. I am the change. I am the missing piece. I am the difference maker. This is an outlook on life that makes them, great, that makes them the great players they are. But most athletes are almost exclusively type A personalities and control freaks. And every so often they find themselves in a precarious situation where fighting back and trying too hard actually hurts them and the team around them. This is a very long winded way of saying players need to trust each other and not take so on so much by themselves. And I need to relax because I have done all the legwork regarding my move and things will work out just the way they're supposed to. But sadly, that does not mean they aren't pre- prevalent. The fears. Boom. Boom. That's
0: it. Mm. All right. You shouldn't say you did all the legwork. You and Savannah did all the legwork. Don't take all the. Don't cap. I actually take said we, the and then
1: I said I. I. It's written we, and then I said I because I'm mm. a fucking narcissistic narcissistic asshole. animal. Those two are shut up. My like favorite up. part of that scene. Shut though? up. <laughs> Hang on, real quick. My favorite part of that scene is when Arnold. Or not Orlando. Or, uh, Orlando Jones I is like, "Lost my power." Oh shit, yeah, man. says is scary, mother man. <laughs> First of all, suck you right in, and even if you scream, you get all that muck in your mouth.
0: Brennan, dude, you shut up. You're having a all day right, today. i shut up. You are you are having a day today, sir. So. All right, my walk off is entitled "Gaffer," and unlike Brennan, I did not write anything down because I completely forgot that I have to do walk offs for some reason this weekend. I think it was that Sunday nap that really got me. Um, but. Right before we got on here, I read the news that Fulham has sacked their manager, Gaffer's a double name for manager in soccer for those that don't know, Scott Parker. Scott Parker, who was once the captain and midfielder for the English Premier English sorry English national team, he was once the captain and midfielder for Fulham around the time where I really really got into them, um, a couple of years after I was aware of the team. Um, and he became he was a caretaker manager after we got promoted in twenty eighteen, after we slacked Slav sacked Slav Yukanovich and then hired Claudio Ranieri, which was a terrible decision. Um, and then he got fired, and then Scott was took over the team to end the year off. Scott did a somehow some sometimes a boneheaded job, but a necessary job to then after one year of being back in the Champions League, getting Fulham back promoted to uh, the top flight Um, Tony Tony didn't apparently didn't want to give up a lot of the power uh, for Scott to have decision over personnel and get players in that he wanted to, that he felt best fit his position Um, This is the, we are now going to have our fourth manager in four years. I don't, and we've been promoted twice in that time. So I don't think this reflects poorly on the manager or the coaching for uh, those that are a little confused. I don't think this reflects poorly on the coaching because they've gotten it done. But once they've gotten there, management has done a poor job in assessing talent and working with the coach to get the talent that best fits the team. In 2018, they ended up spending over $100 million and none of the pieces fit. They just got the most flashy names and none of the pieces were right. As Brennan always says, I know he's chomping at the bit because I brought up his buddy Tony Khan, but as Brennan says, you got to have the right people next to each other in order to play your best. All right. If you have three LeBrons, well, that's not a good point. If you have three Dame Lillard's, nobody's there to guard the post. Nobody's there to pass the ball. You got to have a CJ McCollum. You got to have a Yosef Nurkic. All right. So this time around, they got promoted. Now this time I can't even fault Tony that much. And I can't fault Scott because two weeks after they got promoted, The league starts, so they didn't have enough time to vet all the players they wanted because they didn't know where they were going to be in the Premier League or the Champions League. But I still think Tony should have relinquished some of the power going into this offseason. It was a constant battle day in, day out in the papers where is Tony going to allow Scott to have, like Bill Parcells would always say, I need to get the groceries. Can I get, can I shop for the groceries? And Tony wouldn't allow it to that degree. So... Scott walks away and now Scott's going to be coaching another team in the fucking Champions League and I got to see that glorious glorious looking man uh, on somebody else's sideline and it's going to make me sad every day because I don't even know who my coach is and he's probably not going to be as good looking as uh, Scott Parker is especially when he wore that uh, gray little sport coat oh man guys (laughs) unbelievable that's my walk off okay there we go
1: (laughs) oh man All right, let's do it. We got to move. Got a big show coming up.
0: Press conference. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Brennan, sell your wares and where can we find you?
1: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Um, My name again is Brennan Tassif. I also do comedy. You can check my website, BrennanTComedy.com. Um, check out my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I get people on there and we talk, uh, fun stories about getting drunk, doing drugs, getting in trouble, just all sorts of crazy shenanigans. Um, I only have, when this airs, I will only have one more, uh, comedy show for the foreseeable future. It will be in Daytona beach on June 30th. My beautiful girlfriend and I are, are in the process of moving to New York City. Knock on wood. Um, we both start our jobs August first up there, so I'm going to take a couple weeks off—not from this show, but um, <clears throat> from doing stand-up shows—to pack and move and do all that stuff. Then the next time I will be performing will be in New York City. Hopefully, God willing, everything works out. Um, also check out Brennan T slash merch store, buy some podcast merch, go ahead and buy some merch based on jokes that you've never heard, but you can go to YouTube and watch those jokes. Um, and I've got no dates to plug except that one June 30th in Daytona. If anybody listens to this in Daytona, which I don't think anybody does. So check it all out, Joe, you could check me on Twitter and
0: Instagram at Joe Dorva. You can check out this show's Twitter and Instagram, cheering press. Uh, you could Go to the website, which is co, to look up any of the other podcasts on this network. Uh, you can check out my website, com, to check out my merch and uh, my music. Uh, two albums, hip-hop Headphone Joe, I am flustered. Um, I'm also hungry as all get-out. I haven't eaten all day, basically. Someone uh, miles to do that, man. <sighs> no, Scotty. Scotty Parker. Scotty P. Um, I, look, this news was <laughs> devastated when I got on here and I saw that. I was like, no! Um, but yeah, TV and TV season two by Headphone Joe, no oh no E. Brennan, get me out of here so I can get something to eat. All
1: right. That's why we play the game. Hello! Hello? Come on. You know who the shout-out's going to be. Carl Nassif, Scott Huge shout-out. Speaking of pride, Month, All right. Carl Nassim, sorry.
3: <laughs> Beautiful. All right. You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science slash comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, aka Leah, or vice versa, Krevit. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, El Gregg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods, or their level of sobriety at the time. Take Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network, and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again, and goodbye.